Hallelujah. Well, good morning, Mechanicsville. How you doing this morning? This is Don Curtis. And this is a new day. This is a brand new day. This is a day that the Lord has made available to you and to me that you and I might rejoice in it and be exceedingly glad today. Yes. Good morning, WBRFM radio family members. Good morning to you. Yes, all of those who listen to us throughout the United Kingdom in London and the rest of the United Kingdom, town and cities, hamlets and small towns. Good morning to you. Hallelujah. Yes, San Jose, California. Good morning to you as well. And our listeners in Ashburn, Virginia, good morning to you. Washington, D.C. New listeners in Fort Wayne, Indiana, good morning to you. Yes, College Park, Maryland, good morning to you as well. Decatur, Georgia, good morning to you. Yeah, Waldorf, Maryland, good morning to you. Yes, Indianapolis, Indiana, good morning to you. Those that listen to us in France, good morning to you as well. Sweden, good morning to you. Steadfast and true is your love to Good morning to you. Good morning, Germany. Good morning to you. Yes, Vietnam. Good morning to you as well. Belgium. Good morning to you. Yes, Brazil and Cambodia. Good morning to you. Yes, listeners in Cyprus. Good morning to you. Denmark. Good morning to you. Ireland and in, in Italy. Good morning to you. Truly amazing. Those that listen to us in Mexico and the Netherlands. Good morning to you as well. Romania, good morning to you. Switzerland, good morning to you. Yeah, South Africa, good morning to you. Spain, good morning to you as well. Yes, our Spotify listeners, good morning to you. I Heart Radio members, good morning to you as well. Hallelujah. Everybody sing steadfast. So as they catch us on sermonaudio.com, good morning to you. Hallelujah. Mixed Cloud listeners, good morning to you. He's truly amazing. Now, iTunes listeners, good morning to you as well. He's amazing. Come on. Yes, he's amazing. Hallelujah. I see your face 
I hope you have an amazing day today. I hope your week so far has been amazing. And I tell you, I just give God thanks for this day. This is a brand new day for you and I to live in and to enjoy uh, his presence, to be conscious and aware of this amazing Christ that you and I have been talking about for these several months now. Uh, you and I have the distinct privilege of living in his presence, and not only in his presence, but he tells us that he's on the inside of us and we're on the inside of him. If any man be in Christ, he's a whole new creation. Old things have passed away, and he says, Behold, look, gaze upon, really contemplate and understand that all things have become new. Mm-hmm. And all things above God. And so I tell you, this is an amazing it's an amazing trip. It's an amazing journey. It's an amazing life because of who we are connected to. Uh, he is amazing in every way possible. He is, he, he, it's just marvelous. Sometimes you're lost for words to describe it because it, it's like that. It's, it's joy that's unspeakable. It is life that passes all understanding. Uh, yes, it is. I, I tell you, he, he it is something else. It is something else. And the Apostle Paul, uh, before he's converted and his his whole name is changed uh, from Saul of Tarshish to Paul, um, he, he thought differently about Christ. In fact, he was out trying to kill, uh, rounding up and arresting both men and women. He 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 just produced havoc all over the church for the church because he just didn't believe it. He just simply, he believed that Christ was an anti-false prophet and that he was leading people astray and that anybody and everybody who was following him, who was his disciple and whatnot, that they were just absolutely wrong. And not only wrong, but they didn't deserve to 
to live, that uh, he was just so concerned that they would continue on spreading this false teaching, this false gospel uh, about him being resurrected. No one had ever heard about that before. No one had ever experienced that before. Nobody knew anybody who had died and then they were alive again. That that just were not ha- was not happening. Had never happened. But here the foundation of this new movement was the fact that Jesus Christ was very much alive, that he was raised from the dead, that he did conquer death and the grave. And it was such a <laughs> out-of-this-world thought that they were out to just snuff it. it. It was just messing up people's thinking and messing up people's lives, so he thought. And he was out. He was zealous. He, he was out to preserve the old way of living and to do whatever was necessary in order to stamp this out. And he was on his way uh, to Damascus to continue on with this uh, uh, threatening and and uh, murderous spirit of his. He, he was out to just slaughter more and to arrest more and bring them back captive. That, that's what he was out to do. But then something happened to him that was just... It was life-changing, and not only life-changing for him, but for a whole bunch of folk because he began to write about it and teach about it and speak about it and preach about it. It was just shocking to everybody. It was shocking to him. He never thought that he would have this kind of encounter with Christ. He never thought it at all, but he did. Acts chapter 9 records this for us. He was on his way there to continue on with what he had been doing. And Jesus appears to him. Yes, in all of his brilliance, so much so that it it was more brilliant than the noonday sun itself. But anyway, after this, uh, Saul was just, he was just changed. Mm-hmm. Ananias, who was one of the Lord's disciples, uh, the Lord had spoken to him and told him about Saul, and he was very much hesitant at first because he said, I've heard of many, in fact, by many, about this man, how much evil he had done to your saints at Jerusalem. We heard about what went on in Jerusalem, how he really messed over and saw that there were slaughtering, killings of so many people uh, in Egypt, I mean, uh, in Jerusalem. And then we found out and heard, we had been warned that he had gotten authority from the chief priests uh, to come this way and to do the same kind of slaughter here that he did in in Jerusalem. And now you're asking me uh, to go and, and meet this guy? You're asking me to go to my death, to walk right into his hands. And the Lord responded to him in verse 15 of chapter 9 of Acts. He says, Ananias, go your way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me and to bear my name before the Gentiles. This is an amazing thing, that here was a person who (laughs) the name of Jesus caused anger and hostility to rise up in his mind and his heart. He wanted to do away with anybody that was following him and, here the Lord is saying to Ananias that he's going to 
He's going to bear my name. He's going to speak about me <laughs> before the Gentiles, not only Jews, but Gentiles. He's going to go to the utter extreme of not only preaching and teaching about me, he's not only going to bear my name, but he's going to do it before Gentiles, people that he didn't think were anywhere close to what he was. The outcasts. Yes, the Gentiles. Yes. <laughs> he's going to do something extraordinary. He's going to do something that he never thought he would ever do. And also to kings. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Not only he's going to do it, but he's going to have tremendous resistance. The same kind of resistance, the same kind of threat that he has been making to me and to the members of my body. Yes, to my saints, to my followers, to my disciples, uh, he's going to have to face that same kind of resistance. He's going to have to suffer. And guess what? It's not going to cool him down at all. There's going to be such a tremendous change. In fact, it's happening to him right now as I'm speaking to you, Ananias, that he's going to face the same kind of opposition. But it's not going to in any way deter him at all. <laughs> and Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul. He never saw him that way before. He saw him as his enemy. Saw him as the enemy of the church. And now he is calling him brother. Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you in the way the same has come. And he has sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sights forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. I, you, <laughs> this, is, this is a phenomenal, miraculous thing that had happened to this guy. He was going out there to, to slaughter them, to bring them back, to arrest them and take them back to Jerusalem. Now here he is. He's spending time with them at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the son of God. What a tremendous change that happened to this man's psyche, this man's understanding. Everything about what he knew about Christ has just been altered tremendously. <laughs> He now, the, the same one that he thought was an antichrist, that he thought was a false teacher, he's now teaching that he is the son of God. Not only was he resurrected from the grave, not only did he conquer death, but this Christ is God's son. He is the son of God. Verse 21 says, But all that heard him, they were amazed. And said, is not this he that destroyed them which called on his name in Jerusalem and came hither for that same intent that he might bring them bound unto the high priest? Isn't this the same? What, what's going on here? I tell you, this is what is so marvelous. This is what is so amazing about this gospel. Mm hmm. It, it's you, you talking about a revolution. <laughs> 
without the shedding of blood whatsoever. You're talking about a revolution. You're talking about an overthrow. You're talking about a radical, uh, in fact, radicalism. You're talking about something that is so radical, so unthinkable, so beyond anybody's thought, dream, and imagination. It is the tremendous impact and the results of this gospel of Jesus Christ, of what God not only has done through Christ, but what happens to you and to me and to any one of us who actually embraces it. That this gospel has the power to just change lives. In fact, it has the power to produce a whole new life. If any man be in Christ, he's a whole new creation. That's the power of this gospel. That's why there's such resistance to it. That's why the enemy fights against it so much, because it is the power of God under salvation to everyone that believeth. Not only to the Jew, but also to the Gentile, to anybody, to everybody. It doesn't make any difference who we are. It doesn't make any difference what our cultural background is. It makes no difference what our educational background is whatsoever. It has no bearings whatsoever on our religious upbringing or no religious upbringing at all. It can be an atheist. It can be an agnostic. <laughs> but this, this gospel is so powerful, so revolutionary. And, and here it is. Here's the best example of it with Saul of Tarshish. <laughs> There was no witnessing to him. There was no gospel music. There was no no Bible given to him. There was none of this. What happened was that he he had an encounter with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, and 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 people who heard him heard him now preaching. Now, now this is amazing. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't go to Bible college. He didn't go to no kind of instruction whatsoever. He had firsthand. <laughs> first-hand dealings with Christ himself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a long, drawn-out conversation. It wasn't a long, drawn-out uh, nine-step, 12-step, two-month, three-month uh, educational course or anything like that at all. It wasn't that way at all. Mm -hmm. Straight way, straight way. Immediately almost. It's in the same category of words, straightway and immediately. <laughs> as soon as his sight returned to him, it seemed like he had new sight. Now he was seeing things he'd never seen before. And he straightway, he preached Christ, listen, in the synagogue, the very place where he went to arrest, to gather up, to haul out both men and women that were following Christ, the very place where he went to do his his breathing out of threatenings and and slaughterings against the disciples, the same place. Now he's right there in the midst with a whole new converted mindset. He's preaching Christ in the synagogue. What is he talking about Christ? He's saying he is the son of God. And everyone that heard him, they were amazed. You'll be amazed. I'll be amazed. Everybody would be amazed at the, tremendous radical change that happens in a person's life when we just simply receive what God has done for you and for me. All the lies and misconceptions that we had about Christ, about God, about ourselves, about one another, all of that changes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it can be an instantaneous thing for any one of us. Sometimes it, it may take a little bit longer God has has you in his hands and me in his hands as well. He is a tutor. 
I mean, if Christ hadn't showed up, Saul of Tarsus would have continued on doing what he was doing. But it was his day. It was his time. And the Lord showed up and, and <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, that's why Jesus could tell Nicodemus, and we see this clearer and clearer as time go on, you can't talk about the kingdom of God. You have no understanding about God's kingdom. You can't even see it until you're born again. You have no equipment. As smart as you are, you're a teacher of the Gentiles. I mean, teacher of the Jews. You're a member of the Sanhedrin Council. You're a member of the ruling class. But guess what? You're still ignorant. You still don't know. You've got to be born again. This is a whole new nature. A whole new birth is required. I mean, this is so radically different uh, that that you've got to be born again. You've got to be born of the spirit and of water. You 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 can't continue on with yourself. See, I just can't educate you out of it. I can't just teach you out of it. I just can't persuade you out of it. There has to be a whole new birth that has to happen. Radically changed, different. A whole new beginning has to start. That's what this new birth is all about. A whole new genesis has to happen in your life. That's what he's saying to, to Nicodemus. And it's true about you and about me and about every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Those of us who <laughs> now see this, understand this, it happened as a result of being born again. Yes. He says it's necessary. That's what our Lord taught. He's not a liar. He's not exaggerating. He's just speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. Not being religious, not joining somebody's church, not memorizing certain verses of Scripture. No, none of that happens. It's, it's, it's a whole new birth. And here is, here is Saul of Tarshish. And you can see what happens. I mean, they're amazed. And they said, aren't this the same? Yeah, no, well, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. But let me answer this way. Yeah, <laughs> he, he met Christ. As a result of him meeting Christ, he, everything just radically changed about him. But Saul now increased the more in strength, verse 22 tells us, and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. I mean, he was strengthened not only physically, uh, but spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. And he confounded the Jews. The very ones that he was a part of, the very ones that he was on the opposite side of the debate, so to speak, the one who was confounding everybody else about the wrongness of Christ and about the illegitimacy of the movement, so to speak, that all these followers of Christ were just absolutely wrong. He now was on the other. He was confounding them. The new Saul would have confounded the old Saul. <laughs> Yes, yes, proven. He, he was proven. He went back to their whole history, all the way back to the very beginning, proven that this is very Christ. He was able now to interpret, to see, and to understand what the prophets had been prophesying about, what their followers, what their fathers, and all down through the generation believed and knew and understood. He now saw it plainly. He was proven that this is the very Christ. The one that the prophets had been prophesying about, the ones that we had, the one that we had been looking for, anticipating his coming. He, he is here. And after that, many days were fulfilled. The Jews took counsel to kill him. He now is beginning to experience what Jesus said. I, I got to show him what great things 
He's got to suffer for my namesake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so now he is beginning to experience not only what uh, (laughs) the followers of Christ were experiencing, that people were out to kill them, but now he was experiencing, (laughs) yes, what the Lord himself experienced. They were out to kill him, remember? When Jesus began to preach, as long as he was quiet and just doing miracles and just healing the sick and that sort of thing, it was all right. But when he began to speak about who he was, when he began to teach about the Father, when he began to do away with some of the lies and misconceptions that had been taught down through generations, when he began to speak truth about himself, they were out to kill him. Remember that? Yeah, and now now Paul or Saul of Tosh is experiencing the same thing. The Jews now took counsel on how to kill him. Yeah, we, we, we've got to get rid of Saul. Now something has happened to him. He now has this ridiculous idea that Christ is the Son of God. We, we've got to do away with him. He is now speaking against the very thing that we have been concerned about for these many years. And so here he is. But their sayings, but but their laying aside, laying away was known of Saul. They they were they were hiding, trying to ambush him. Mm-hmm. They watched the gates the day and and sought to kill him day and night. They they were looking for him day and night. Yeah, they had they had persons who were there during the daytime, people there during the nighttime. They didn't want him to slip away. They didn't want him to sneak away. They wanted to catch him. Mm-hmm. And so they were watching the gates day and night to kill him. Yes, this is the beginning of what Paul, what Saul was going to have to face, what he's going to have to go through, because even though this gospel is such a marvelous thing for anybody, for everybody, there is such resistance. It's amazing how resistant the truth is, how much there is a resistance against the truth to kill it to stamp it out, would prefer to live in darkness, prefer to just continue on living out of ignorance, not embracing the truth, would rather have the lie than the truth. And so now they're out to kill him. Then the disciples uh, took him by night and let him down by the wall in the basket. They couldn't sneak him out of the gate. There were too many people watching. The guard was out. And so now they had to put him in a basket. They had to lower him down the side of the wall. They couldn't take him to the gate and let him out that way. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he <laughs> he assailed to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. <clears throat> he had escaped Damascus, running for his life. He's now back in <laughs> Jerusalem. He now wants to attach himself with the rest of the disciples. He understands now not only what they understood, but even more so. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, but they were afraid of him. They hadn't heard about this miraculous change that had happened. And so they were afraid. They didn't believe that he was the disciple. They said, no, he's just, this is one of his sneaky trips down. He, he's just trying to uh, trying to get us. Yeah, we, we know all about what he's done here. Now he's back claiming to be a disciple, a follower of Christ. They, they said, we, we can't believe that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, yes. We thank God for this marvelous gospel. We thank God for those persons whose lives have been changed. And we thank God for the day for those who are going to be 
Change the results of Christ, yes. We're going to see the truth, believe the truth, and walk in the truth. We just give God thanks and praise for the day. Don't forget to thank God for your next-door neighbor. Yeah, for those across the street, those that are down the street, thank God for those that live on your avenue. Yeah, live on the road that you live on. Yeah, live in your neighborhood. Give God thanks for those that you work with, those you see all during the day. Just give God thanks and praise for them. Who knows, today might be their day, might be your day. Yes, I can see clearly now, hope and surrender. We just give God thanks for this great day, a wonderful day, marvelous day. Yes, good morning to you.